HBs, this is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two BFFs recap romance novels while commenting with our thoughts and going on tangents. Let's start off with a Patreon shoutout. Jen R.R., you are a book dragon, a creature whose passion for the written word is matched only by your expansive intellect and charring wit. While most dragons hoard their belongings and guard them fiercely against intruders, you are benevolent and share with anyone who's looking for a recommendation. You shout good writing from the door of your lair, and your taste never falters. One thing you do guard fiercely, however, is your inner circle. You are incredibly protective over, and take gentle care of, the people you deem yours. And your fire breath is a mixed bag. You're not afraid to call out ignorance and injustice, and you can burn anything to the ground with almost zero effort. But you're quick to warm up a chilled friend with a kind word. You also give the best hugs. All right, buckle up, because it's part one of One War Blue by Heather Graham. We need to issue big, big trigger warnings for the next two episodes, for grossly whitewashed depictions of slavery and hate speech. Okay, here we go. All right. Oh, hey, Erin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Hello, Melody. <laughs> I am finally here. Listener, I have tormented Erin, and I feel terrible about it. The day got all messed up, and I am an hour and 15 minutes late yeah 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 it's, it's about egregious it's okay this frankly. is my husband and all my friends are out having fun and i'm just hanging out you know <laughs> waiting to do my podcast on the inside <laughs> when it's sunny and warm in the alaskan outside <sighs> it's okay it's okay so we better have like a really fun really good podcast about Part one of One War Blue. Can I tell today. you what I did this week to uh, amuse myself? Sure. I had a little bit of a hard time getting into the mood for this book because I just have a really tough time rooting for slave owning Southerners. You know why? I don't understand. I just, I just couldn't really get in the groove. So I thought to myself, why don't we try to make this charming self? And I kept on looking up hilarious old-timey Southern sayings. So buckle okay. up, bitches. <laughs> Are you going to say them all now or pepper them throughout the oh, show? They're going to be peppered. And then not only that, I've also started thinking in Southern, uh, I guess, anachronisms. And uh, I'm pretty stoked <laughs> about it. I've been grinning like a possum eating a sweet tater. That's what, what? I've been doing. What? <laughs> grinning yeah. like a possum eating a sweet tater? Mm-hmm. That's what I've been oh doing. God, that's so good. Yep. <laughs> so I at least did that this week for us. <laughs> Can we make that one of the um, mythical creature Patreon shout outs? A possum eating a sweet tater? Yeah. Rebecca, you're a possum eating a sweet tater. <laughs> this is your week. You live it up. That's so, right, <laughs> Rebecca. Um, there was a post on the friendship cult this week that was like, you're trapped on a desert island with whatever the main character of the book you're reading is. And do you want to be rescued or do you want to stay forever? And I was like, 
rescue me from this lady rescue (laughs) me off this island i cannot handle her oh my god can we be done with banter because man kieran whatever her name is mckay kieran mckay she is insufferable and not in like the cute like no you're insufferable slap slap smooch no that's i think what uh what what's her face who wrote this heather graham Heather, that's what Heather Graham wanted us to think. Yeah. However, I hate this lady. She's the worst. If it had started in the first chapter, that would be one thing. But no. that prologue, she comes out swinging with her terrible self. Since in the prologue, I was thinking she might, it might be okay. No, it's all the shit what? after it for me. oh my god i cannot wait to get into this well so the prologue starts off and we are in the middle of the civil war it doesn't say what date i looked all over the place to try to like figure it out but it is post 1861 which is when the civil war started well the yanks are going south the first of all bing boom bong this is america times and this is our very first america times that's true let me explain. America defines is defined as America Times is it has to be in America. Oh. And it also <laughs> has to be a historical American time period that is like specific to America. So it's got to be yeah. like a Revolutionary War times or like a Civil War times or like mm-hmm. specifically. Sometimes it can be like a Western time. There's a Venn diagram of American there times is. and Western times that there is some overlap to. Right. But um, we this is our first America times book. I think. Yeah, I would call this a Civil War times because I find them so starkly different Revolutionary War and Civil War. But I'm fine with America times as in well. In my romance novels, that is in the same folder. Like they give me the Fair. same feels of <laughs> like, we're all in America, but we're all on different sides. And like, mm. what a new nation is being born. Both of them give me the same feels. Oh, I mm-hmm. see that. I see that Jefferson and Washington are referenced a lot in this. Oh, book. my God. Bing bong bong, Civil War general name dropping is like the, the cameo's <laughs> Graham's favorite thing. It's like every other sentence is like old Jeb Stewart is doing yep. this, and I it's it's I the amount, under Robert E. Lee. The amount of Confederate name dropping is <laughs> insane. She it's serious business. Kieran, as a voice, wants us to know that she knows all the famous historical people. We even get a John Wilkes Booth mention at Harper's Ferry, which is a lot. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I have it noted in Don't Worry. I will make sure to oh tell you God. exactly when the John Wilkes Booth cameo comes up. Well, what we can say is in the prologue, definitely the Yanks are going south and setting fire to everything. So I think we're in like a like a Sherman's March to the Sea, maybe, or like something maybe. Yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, but it's I think it's so they're in Virginia. So yes. like they haven't gotten down like I think Sherman, oh my God, come at me, history HBs. Oh my but God, I think history Sherman HBs did the most damage don't. in like Georgia, question mark. Yes, you know what I mean? 100%. Like yes, but it does seem like the Yanks are going in a southern direction. Oh, you know what? And there seems to be a lot of like torching of things. Yeah, swap my behind with a melon rind. The Yankees are coming. Oh my God. <laughs> melody, melody, melody. <laughs> like, let's just be real with them right now. Yeah. There are three parts to this book. <laughs> 
Four. Melody four? and I. There's four. Shit. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. Melody and I have only read the first part of yeah, the book. Four, I've read a little first, bit of the second. Yeah, a little bit of the second. So this is going to be a two-parter. And the idea that instead of reading half of this book like it was our assignment to do for this book report, right? instead, you memorize things like slap my ass with a melon rind. <laughs> my behind, madam. It's got to rhyme. Oh my god. <laughs> There's nothing right. like that in this book either. It's not like she no. saw like a folksy fun no. saying and was like, I'm gonna Google more of those. No 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 no. There's no. nothing like that in this, this book. This is the and- only way I could like really get into it because th- because this book is it is beautifully written. Yes. It is flowery AF. It yes. is intricate i think the voices are very distinct because it's both it her is. and the hair the hero we third get a little person. bit of smattering of hero yeah third person but um it is also very like uh redundant and also very mm. repetitive and also what's another word for redundant and repetitive <laughs> um you know like a lot of that as well i'm like i just read those two paragraphs ago why are we still talking yeah. about this snip snap yeah. let's go you only got 450 more pages in this thing let's go yeah, and it's also very like hashtag not all slave owners, and I'm just not here for it. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm not here for it. Well, I think a lot of the Civil War was hashtag not all slave owners. No, it like, was. I think she's it was, being absolutely. true to history that like nope. Kiernan would be like. I agree, but I treat my slaves okay. Oh, I treat them different. You know, <laughs> different. <laughs> oh man, we apologize to the South Ooh, uh, for the, the South accents we're about to do. Us. This will be the podcast of Northern Aggression. It is. Oh boy. Right. Okay, so the Yankees are coming. Yeah. And, so okay, uh, she has married. She is a widow? Question mark. I think she's a widow. I think she's a widow. So Kiernan's in this big. She's our heroine, Kiernan, which is apparently a Civil War times name. It sounds to me like a 2018 mommy blogger name, but apparently it is not. No, you know what it is? I think it's a Kiernan. Scottish Times name. That's fine. Because it the sounds Scots like a Scottish came Times over name. A lot of time, yeah. She does have fiery red blonde hair, the yeah. color of fire and also mm-hmm. fire and flame. Um, yeah, the so- Scots, when the Scots came over, a lot of them like got land and became wealthy and owned a lot of slaves. So a lot of the South is Scottish in descent. I have learned. I think a lot of all of us are Scottish in descent. I am too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To try to breed out the Irish. Okay, so (laughs) we've got Kieran, and she's in this big manor that belongs to her husband, who is maybe probably dead. Who's definitely dead, you guys, except that I have forgotten whether or not that's true, because the like chapter one... We go back Prologues in, in the future, and then chapter yeah. one is a rewind. But he's not there. He's at least off fighting the war, yeah, likely he's probably dead. dead, though. Super dead. So she's in this house with, like, yeah. a couple of kids. She's who- got... Well, and I had a, a little bit of a rah-rah moment, because she was like, my sister-in-law is 12. And I was like, what? How did that... Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. We're fine. <laughs> Welcome to America times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she is in this house with these kids and all these yanks are coming they're going to come burn down the house because her she married into like the largest munitions family of the south or something like that they made all the guns or whatever so yeah. the yankees are really upset with them for arming their foes so these bitches colonel norris or whoever the fuck his name is is coming and yeah. he's going to tinder her house right down he's okay yeah and already from the beginning 
we know who our hero is because she's yeah. very big on this Cameron family. Yeah. Jesse and Daniel, brothers. Uh-huh. One yep. of them wore gray. Oh, and yeah. What color did the other one wear? I believe it was blue. I think it was blue. It might have been blue. So, yeah. <laughs> she's she, real upset with the one who wore blue. Except the phrase, she also lives here. <laughs> the phrase war blue happens, uh-huh. I don't know, conservatively 15 times in this prologue. Like, that's, it, yeah, it, it won't stop. It's okay. a lot. So it says, the other Cameron brother had been our hero. Oh, her hero. As a child, she adored him. As a woman, she had loved him. And when the world changed, she had hated him fiercely, desperately, as passionately as she had loved him. She had her beliefs and she had her loyalties. So she is in love with the Yankee Cameron. Yeah. And she would not, neither of them would get rid of their ideals in order to marry their genitals on a permanent basis. All right. (laughs) So he's also just fun fact. Get married. Like, (laughs) meh. (laughs) all right so she also like quick fun facts about jesse and her he is 10 years older than her there's a lot of like borderline weird like oh i've seen i I saw her grow up and she was just a little thing and she loved to get naked and swim in the creek yeah there's a lot of like by the time she was 10 she was a pretty little thing running around and driving her daddy mad and by the time she was 18 i realized i loved her even when she was 10 i'm like whoa that's right walk it back jesse i had been waiting (laughs) for her since she was just a toddler (laughs) anyway um oh i want to read a confederate romance every week that's not what i was thinking when i read this but now when i'm doing the voices i'm all (laughs) about it okay so the yankees are coming except and and he's like telling her you need to get the fuck out because we're gonna burn this shit to the ground Sweet Fancy Moses on buttered toast. Who's that riding up? Like he's like fancy his ass Moses? is on fire. Fancy, fancy, fancy. The fanciest oh Moses. I don't know that Moses was fancy. <laughs> I'm not like a biblical scholar, but I feel like Moses was never a fancy. What is fancier than stone scrolls? I mean, other than <laughs> inconvenient. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> fancy things usually are very inconvenient. That's true. But no, so she tells these kids like, okay. They're coming. They're going to burn down our house. But what I want you to do, instead of grabbing all of our possessions and all of those mm. kinds of things, is I want you to continue doing what you're doing. I want you to lounge. One of like the, the boy child is like, I've got me a rifle and I'm going to get those Yankees. And she's like, no, you're not. They're going to murder you in the face. Go sit down. Right. And like, but she's figure like, it out. they're going to burn down our house. But what I want to do is make it as difficult for them as possible. And it's like, Which just means what like moving like point? molasses. Yeah. yeah it's I not mean, like, it's okay. not like locking the door or yeah. shooting at them or anything. No. It's just like, go read a book and like leave the house slowly. She's just going to go stand out on her porch, arms akimbo, and be like, I refuse mm-hmm. to move. And you'd never shoot a lady. And it's That's like, right. what, what is the fucking point? Just grab your <laughs> candlesticks or whatever. Right. And get out. Like It's, it's one of the nicest conclusion. working plantations on the South, though, madam. And one of the worst parts is that she makes Janie, the slave, yeah. continue to cook dinner. Yeah. And she's like, Janie's finally like, oh, I don't have to cook you guys fucking dinner tonight. That's great, because they're coming to burn down this house that I've had right. to keep clean for the last, I don't know, 20 years. Uh-huh. What a great day for Janie. Congratulations. <laughs> and... Kiernan's like, no, you just keep cooking supper just like you were before, even though no one's going to fucking eat it and it's all going to get burnt down. Mm-hmm. And then she says, ahem. Ahem. Yeah, go ahead. 
she and Janie were good friends, even mm. if Janie's status was was that of a slave at the moment. Anthony's will had freed her. Okay, so Anthony is dead. That's the husband. So yes, right? Yeah. So he's right. Anthony Miller, husband, dead. Soup's dead, which is really convenient for our story. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was an important thing for us both to remember, and we. That's did. right. And we, we did. knew he no, was we did. he was Psh. gonna die. We knew he was yeah. gonna die. Otherwise, how point. is she gonna ever like fucking marry Jesse? Okay, marry their genitals forever. I think is really <laughs> it's the so correct way to put it's it. Gross because it, it, I'm like I imagine them just like stuck <laughs> together at the genitals for like ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anthony's will That's had how you freed get her swamp dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anthony's Sorry. will had freed her. But all kinds of paperwork still had to be done to make her freedom a fact. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Janie would never leave her, not when they needed each other so very badly. But for the moment, Kiernan raised her voice just slightly and used the tone she had learned all the long years back home. Janie, I said go in. (laughs) Like, okay, let's break this down a little bit. They're good friends. they're, They're pals. They're pals. Except for that Kiernan owns Janie. Janie has been and not freed. even not even like rightfully so. You know no, what I she mean? She has like, inherited Janie in her husband's and, will. And then then Janie like, was freed. Yeah. Freed. Freed. Except, Except she hasn't like gone to her lawyer's office. Yeah. Like you're go saying, to your lawyer's office, dude. Do the, this okay, is paperwork. priority one. Do the paperwork. She's your friend. She's, she's like she literally says it doesn't matter. That I haven't done the paperwork. I bet it matters to fucking Janie. Probs. Especially since you could maybe talk to her about staying on if you paid her, I don't know, a living wage. Yeah. Maybe you'd be able... Why don't? Even though the paperwork isn't done, why don't you pay her right now? So that oh, she's okay. just like... Then oh. Janie. Then Janie. Uh, Kiernan's BFF. Like, they're so close. After Kiernan was like, go make us dinner, even though we're not gonna eat it. You know, even right. though she did that just now and raised her voice. This is what her best friend's response is. Dear Lord, give me strength. These old bones are too old to be trodden up to a snow-covered northern city to take care of a fool mistress in some jail. Yeah. Uh-huh. BFFs. <laughs> yep, that BFFs. is what your best friend says. Yep. These old bones are too old to do the thing you've ordered me to do. You're a fool and I hate you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Okay. So she's like, quit hollering down the rain, Janie. We've got visitors. <laughs> And uh, Jamie's back in the kitchen. She's burning the biscuits. She hates everything. She hates everything. So she gets saved all of a sudden. She sees this figure riding up like his ass is on fire. And she, he's like, stop the fire. Put down your matches. And looks pretty familiar. But also, it couldn't be him. It couldn't be. Um, Hey, Kiernan, it's always him. If there's anything I've learned from this book, if there is a knock on the door, if there is a rustling behind you, if there is a dark shadow behind a shmurshmur, it's him. It's (laughs) It's always always fucking Jesse. He he went, quote unquote, off to war, but he's really just following you around. Yep. And my note is... Why, it's Jesse Cameron, the boy in blue himself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's read all Southern books from here on out. Okay. So oh God, he wants drop. to save so the there's house. So, there's so many fucking name drops. One of these is, she needed to be rescued. She needed the whole Southern cavalry under Jeb Stewart to come riding in. Just save the cavalry. Like, why? Yeah. It's so many of those, you guys. If there was uh-huh. a general in the Civil War, it is casually mentioned in this book. Anyway. <laughs> 
So he's like, we're not doing this. I'm going to set this up as like a makeshift hospital and my headquarters. I cleared it with our general, probably Ulysses S. Grant, but nobody talks about the Northerners like no, that. No Northern general. And, and so he goes up to the thing and she's like, a I will not. Yes. He's a, he's a doctor, Captain Union Army man. Yeah. And he he wants it to be. A, you said it need to be a hospital headquarters, but just, you know, he is the one running the hospital because he is a doctor. That's right. A noble That's right. profession. He's a noble person. And so she's like, snap my garters. I will not have you save this house for me. This has to be done. We are 19 <laughs> minutes in and I'm so fatigued. Fatigued by, by this. By, snap by what? my garters? That's How right. many more do you have on your list, be honest? How many more? <laughs> do you How want to more? see the pages? Yes. Pages? <laughs> There's three pages of them. Oh my god. <laughs> You printed three pages of this and you only read 30% of this book? I'm not fucking around. <laughs> Jesus. It's the only thing that could get me through BFF Slaves. We just got off recording with Smart Bishop Trashy Books because yeah. Sarah Wendell interviewed us. And she was like, what have you read lately? And Melody was like, here are the five books I've read this week. I read Brazen and the Beast. I read Schmirschmer. I read Florber. And like, I was like, you didn't read the book we're reading? <laughs> I mean, I never read the book we're reading, but I at least don't read extras. One of us has to. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's not like I get done with them, but I don't. I don't read five extra books and then plant, plant, print some uh, cheeky Southern historical things. Okay, okay. Anyway, so she's like, I'm not going to let you save this house. I would rather it burn than you walk into this house, which is ridiculous. Which is because the, like, it's not even was, her house. It's yeah, a not her house. <laughs> yeah not her house yeah b her whole thing was like i will protect that like i'm gonna stall them so the house you know at least mm -hmm. they're gonna burn it but at least i'm gonna give them a hard time it's like uh -huh. don't let them burn the house you've got fucking yeah. kids to take care of. there's kids in there and yep. a slave that are gonna have nowhere to live and no possessions uh -huh. if this thing burns she's so fucking selfish i can't even <clears throat> She cannot get over her bullshit with Jesse long enough to just be like, yeah, thank, thank you. I really yeah, appreciate great. this. I still hate you. I can still hate yeah. you, though. That's fine. She hates the North enough that she can't even deal with, like, the wounded being taken care of in her house. Which is like, if the, if the enemy is going to use your house for anything, that's, like, the most noblest one, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like they're planning their strategy out of there. Nope. They're <sighs> not. Anyway, so she's like, like I'm not going to let you save the house. And he's like will knock me down and steal my teeth woman you accept my help <laughs> nope. knock me down and steal my teeth <laughs> knock me down and steal my teeth so he's like i'm gonna save it you can leave like go back to your own house it's fine and she's like well you know what i'm not even gonna do that i'm gonna stay and the confederacy will come and save us and i can't wait to watch them jerk a knot in your tail and uh <laughs> all right let's let's do let's meet jesse cameron here because although i dislike kiernan i do like jesse cameron oh my god Did you like him? my my note is kiernan and jesse parentheses man of dreams yeah i i would be on a desert island with jesse okay uh -huh. a yank had come but not just any yank jesse mm. cameron the one yank she had known most of her life the yank she despised uh -huh. the most despise the she hates yankees you guys this is I the mean, one yeah. she despises the most. Yeah. The one she had loved once upon a time. The one she 
the one who now sent her heart and mind into a tumult. Oh, yeah. It had been a long time since she had seen him, a long time since she had thrown her heart at his feet, since he had ignored since he had ignored her every plea. I guess that happens in the next part, because it seems <laughs> like uh, she well, ignores no, his every plea for, like, no, most of part one. They both ignore each other's pleas of changing their minds. She she begs him to not be a Yankee, and oh, he's yeah, like, okay. I beg you to marry me, or whatever. Yeah, spoiler alert. Okay, since yeah. he had ridden no- north, wearing blue, wearing blue again, uh-huh. she's already mentioned it four times. Okay, he hadn't changed, or maybe he had. His eyes were every bit as hard as ever, but they seemed to hold an even greater wisdom, a weariness, a certain ruthlessness. Tiny new lines were etched around them. If anything, his jaw was more firmly set. He was clean-shaven bearing the sharp planes and angles of his face. It was a rugged face, but handsome still, for its hard lines were tempered by the dark arches of his brow and the startling color of his eyes. They're blue, guys. Spoiler. It was given sensuality by the fullness of his mouth, a mouth that was grim and taut now as he stared at her. Hello, Kiernan. (gasps) You guys, he has like one of those soft voices where he's like just very like direct and like soft. Oh, yeah. uh, But he can silence a whole room. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. without trying. With his, like, cobalt eyes. Mm. So that was the beautiful flowery language that the book gave us. My note is, inside she's thinking, ooh, he looks good with his ebony hair and deep blue eyes, and I'm going to be mm-hmm. on him like a duck on a June bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, so they go back and forth. Their back and forths are, like, so exhausting to me. Like, I would put down the book several times in the middle of them bickering back and forth because I could never yeah. figure out why they were even like, why? Just stop it. She's so frustrating. She's insufferable. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm trying to save you. And she's like, I don't want a Yankee. And I certainly don't want a Yankee turncoat living in this house. And it's like, I, yeah. I just, yeah. So eventually she gives in because, of course, she does um, because her stance on this is stupid. And that's the end of the prologue. So we're in chapter one. This is now at least two years before. This is 1859 in Harper's Ferry, Virginia. It's October of 1859. You history HBs. Yeah. And she's staying at a friend Lacey's house because she doesn't live in Harper's Ferry. She's just conveniently no. there to meet oh the um, most reviled abolitionist and a metric fuck ton of Southern generals. <laughs> so... <laughs> she like but i'm sorry i'm still in the prologue i'm flipping through i'm getting there i'm getting there um oh, she threatens him with stonewall jackson she's like stonewall yeah. jackson will be here soon <laughs> like do you guys uh-huh. like do you think that everybody in the south knew all the names of the generals i think at one point he actually refers to him as andy jackson or something like that because he was like with all these folks at west point or whatever yeah I don't know. I just, I feel like the regular person doesn't know all the names of all the generals. I feel like we know all the names of all the generals now because it's history. Yeah. yeah. But I think, at the, I don't know. This is, this is me talking and I will be corrected, I'm sure. But it, it struck me as weird that they were like, Jeb Stewart will be along shortly <laughs> all the time. Well, I do wonder if she might know just because the author does make the point to point out that a she's from a landed very influential very wealthy family b she has a lot of uh, military connections because of like the people that she knows including jesse and then c she's also very known for being particularly politically oriented so whereas all the rest of the ladies would be like talking about their stays 
and the latest Paris fashion or something. She's like, what's going on with the secession, everybody? Are we? I guess. Are we doing yeah. that? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So. Okay. She's staying at a friend's house and her dad, like all the men of their, like her dad, her almost fiance, a bunch of other people are out of town scoping out a new spot of land for another munitions factory that the that her later on husband like will own or whatever so her friend is scared because it's the middle of the night and she heard like a shot and there's been like movement outside but mm-hmm. they can't really tell and so she's being like Lacey you're a nutter butter you're a bit of a crazy doodle it's okay and Lacey it's it's important to note is an abolitionist who she's not an abolitionist she, she is hates slavery against slavery but She's like a southerner who doesn't own slaves, but she won't like she's too polite to like say anything to other people. Okay. That's fine. Isn't an abolitionist like somebody who takes action on it? I, I don't guess know. I just felt like that was somebody who was against slavery, but I don't know. What my mm. point here is Lacey is exactly what Melody just articulated. Yeah. Why couldn't her heroine have been exactly what I Melody know. just articulated? I know. Like, I would have been so into this book. Because like I you know, I ugh. she she's just like very confused by like slavery might be bad but no 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 it's fine but not the way that we do it she's so mad about that book uncle tom's cabin by harriet beecher stowe she's like not all slave owners i mean some are kind of mean but like not all of us well it seemed like it like rocked her world uncle tom's cabin like she read it with rage and like she her beliefs were challenged by it and she's trying Mm. to like wrestle with her confirmation bias it seems like throughout the book which seemed pretty realistic honestly it, it's very realistic yeah, but i, I just think wasn't millions here for it. of women like existed like this it's just yeah that in combination with every stupid stance she took on every little thing i just mm-hmm. couldn't deal with we'll get to it just yeah totally. after the prologue i'm like she'll maybe she'll be okay <laughs> i don't know how it. you got there anyway <laughs> so they're like getting their sherry so that they can have like a little a little scared party in her room together and then Mm -hmm. two ruffians come in and the ruffians are there to take kiernan and they're gonna kidnap her up and so they tell her that they're not gonna do her any harm as long as she comes with them and she's like don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining and so she that's not even that southern that's a judge judy so (laughs) don't even that's what her book her autobiography was called don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining no really yes. yeah is by it, judge is she judy southern is she not? i have no clue she doesn't have a southern accent no she doesn't she has a southern attitude though <laughs> you know? yes. she take, can no i just shit. while i've already interrupted you can i just read this paragraph of yeah, when she's of talking to Lacey? she's having like a little flashback of her arguing with andrew it doesn't really matter but this is this is kieran and our heroine South Carolina is the one screaming states rights the loudest Andrew he had star- <laughs> he had started at the dinner table. Why the majority of our founding fathers were Virginians, Washington, Jefferson, Madison, yep. Monroe, Virginians, Patrick Henry, Virginian. Why Virginia is the very heart of the soul of this country. It's like we know you can name president. Okay, I'll be done now. But it's so many names all the time. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, okay, I'm done. So she distracts them and then runs out the back and she starts climbing up this like cliff. Meanwhile, she is in her nightdress, you guys. She is in her nightdress in America times. So she's climbing and she's a climbing and the guy is like right behind her. And then all of a sudden from the back of her, she hears, Kiernan, keep going, Kiernan. 
And she's like, doesn't that just beat all you ever stepped in? I think I know that voice, but she's climbing. I hate you. She's I hate climbing. You. <laughs> just, 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 I hate you. <laughs> You're so so mad at guess me. guess who it is? Yeah, it's Jesse. It's so Jesse. She almost gets got by the kidnapper, but then the kidnapper gets got by Jesse. And then as she's about to like fall off this cliff of some sort, he abandons his kidnapper napping pursuit, and then he he rolls over to her and breaks her fall, and then they roll and roll and roll and roll down this cliff. Honestly, I was a little bit confused about the terrain. But it's okay. I didn't really understand what happened. What I know is that this guy was going to take her as a hostage because her dad was a slave owner and because John Brown was taking all the slave owners to be hostages Uh at Harper's Ferry. And then some thing happened and then Jesse is on top of her. No, she's on top of Jesse. She's on top of Jesse. And then that guy is gone. I don't know if he's deaders or he like ran off. It doesn't matter. He runs off. What yeah. matters is they are on top of each other. Oh boy! And then we she's on top of him. And then a little bit about like the history of their history, like growing up and stuff. Isn't yeah. this now? She's kind of like it's nowish. Yeah. 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 And she talks about how like at one point um, she got this uh, little little kid slave in trouble. Oof. Here's and what then, happened is she God, went up to a little it. girl the same age as her who was a slave mm-hmm. and was like, I want to go to the swimming pool and this or hole, I guess, like, yeah. I want to go like and this girl was like, that's a bad idea. I'm a slave. That's um, I don't really want to go with you. I'll be severely punished. And yeah. um, little Kiernan was like, I don't understand. I'm ignorant. You should come with me. And like basically made this girl come with her and yeah, ordered this girl to yeah, come with her. This girl really couldn't say no because she was a slave. Right. And then um, she was severely punished and she almost got beat to death by her owner. And then little Kiernan saw a grown up Jesse Cameron and was like, you need to do something about this. And Jesse's like, I don't you should probably go back in time and try to do something about this. This is your fucking fault. He didn't say that, but I did. No, but he did. Basically, he was like, you can't do shit like that. Yeah, don't do shit like that, Kiernan. And so then Kiernan hid in a bush and watched Jesse Cameron buy that girl from yeah, at first so he, that like, she would very die. heroically stopped him. He like took the switch or whatever was in his hand out of his hand. The cane, God, I think it was a cane. Oh no, I think it was a cane. And then he bought the the little girl, and I think her later on he went back and bought all of her family too. So that I don't know, it's supposed to be like not all slave owners, guys. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Here, I'm just gonna read a passage so that you know what it Ugh. was. Yeah, a woman named Harriet Beecher Stowe had written a book called Uncle Tom's Cabin. And in it, she had created the cruelest human being who could ever be imagined to own and persecute slaves. But it wasn't always like that, exclamation point. Kiernan uh. wanted to shout to the newspapers. Most of the slave owners she knew were good people, determined to enforce good conditions for their slaves, seeing to it that they were receiving proper religious training. <laughs> That's part of it, Kiernan. Um, there were some cruel men, she had to admit, but none she knew were as bad as Simon Legree, which is the guy in Uncle Tom's yeah. cabin, I guess. I can't remember from grade school. Yeah. Most Southerners didn't even own slaves. The problem really had to do with the economy. The South was a cotton kingdom, and slaves were necessary to work the plantations. And then, I, just fast forward a little bit. Whether a master or mistress was a good person or a bad person wasn't the point in the long run, the way Kiernan mm. saw it. The point was freedom. She couldn't begin to imagine being owned by anyone. Her father was a wonderful man, and no master could be kinder or more gentle. But he was an old-time Virginian, the son, grandson, and great-grandson of planters. 
Her view on slavery question was not the same as his or that any other neighbors or business associates. So she goes back and forth. It's like first she's yeah. like not all slave owners. And then she's like, really, the freedom itself is probably the problem, even if they treat you good. But also, I really believe in the Confederacy and slavery because of the economy. Like she just cannot. And yeah. Yeah. You can't nail her down. And uh, but all she knows is that she loves Virginia no matter what that stands for. Right. My note was, I really hope this is an arc. <laughs> right? I, I, I hope need this it to be an arc. I you need know? it. I need it. I need it. I need it. Because otherwise, woof. Okay. So she is on top of him. And mm-hmm. she's thinking to herself, I just want to dip him in lard and feed him some cream pie. I swear. That's one of mine. The Southerners if, are going to come up. That's if not anyone a thing. out there is within the sound of my voice and can finish out this <laughs> podcast for Melody, <laughs> I can give you her address. Send me a text. She's in New Jersey. Get there as fast as you can. I cannot. All right. Well, I, I hope you realize that you've made this my new favorite game. I hate it. Like, I, I'm not <laughs> I pretending to hate it for the podcast. I think you can tell. Like, I legitimately hate this. <laughs> it's going to be a two-parter. We have to do it all again. <laughs> okay. okay. So he's like, go in the house. And he comes in later. He's brooding, partially because he hasn't seen her in a while. Because he's been, like, off West Pointing and off in the West, um, uh, well, murdering native americans <laughs> and uh, i just i don't know well, yeah. and he's also really worried because he knows that like trouble's afoot mm-hmm. he's like this is john brown is here he's this like famous abolitionist who believes that the only way to like really get rid of all of slavery and like really take it out of the the culture of america is like via blood mm-hmm. so he's all about violent insurrection and that's what he's trying to foment um in like basically wherever he goes but at the same time jesse's like i can feel that this is a, a larger cultural shift and it's probably going to be like a big giant problem in the next couple of years and he's already not sure where he's gonna land but he is sure where kiernan's gonna land so he's like, I want her. I know I want her, but I know that I can't have her. And like thinking about trying to be with her is impossible because mm-hmm. I know that she's going to be Virginia through and through. And she's never going to stand for me being a Yankee. Right. And she's pretty much already engaged to this munitions guy who's like a yeah. good match for her, who's like a Confederate through and through, who her dad has made the match. They're not engaged yet, but they're mm-hmm. pretty much engaged. A lot of like cheek smooching, a lot of like curtsies and calling on each other, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. But he doesn't make her blood boil, you guys. No. So he, he knew doesn't. her as a child, like when he bought yeah. that slave girl. And then he went off and did the, the you know murders and <laughs> he went off and did all the wars yeah. and the murders yeah. and then he came back when she had her like coming out ball when she was i don't know 16 i'm guessing yeah her debutante ball yeah yeah and then he saw her and saw that As she a woman. was a woman she had she some bosom so she had that elegant that low low decolletage yeah and oh, then yeah. she had promised her dance to somebody she saw him leaning against the doorway and he was oh. staring at her and it was clear that he'd been staring at her for some time oh and Jesse. then she had promised her next dance to somebody else and then all of a sudden he was there he and he was in. dancing with her he was such a good dancer and she was in his Ooh. arms 
and then he, he fucked off again to West Point or whatever. So yeah. this is the next time they have seen each other. So they're like in the drawing room or whatever. Lacey has conveniently been like, I'm so afraid. Please stay for dinner or breakfast or whatever the next meal is. I'm pretty sure it's breakfast. <laughs> dinner, I think, at this time. It is so no, difficult breakfast. to figure out. Is it breakfast? It's breakfast. Yeah, because it's the middle of the night times when they come and do their kidnapping, you know? Oh, yeah. This is the time when she makes all the pancakes. I That's forgot. right. Poor Lacey. She's just trying yeah, to do poor. the right thing. I know. In every facet of life, Lacey's just trying. And yeah. it's... Ugh. So... <laughs> he he kisses all up on her. Uh-huh. And it is a good smooch. You're, it's a good you're flowery smooch. Stuff. There's all this like flirting and all this like banter back and forth. You're yeah, there's a bunch the of banter. Stuff. There's like then, banter. There's like sexual tension and I'm here. And it like right you're talking about like politics and stuff and I'm trying to give you the romance. Sorry, like, sorry, sorry. They're like uh ramping up like I don't know. I I lost all of it. <laughs> banter and it's offending Lacey and then um, Lacey leaves the room to like make pancakes and he gives her basically the smooch of her life. Oh yeah. Oh my god you guys. So he follows her upstairs because she is trying to get out of her dirty dirty night dress. Oh that's it. That's what it she's is. She's like undressed. So she's, yeah she's like a little bit naked Z's and she's trying to get her her stays on she's trying to get all the things on <laughs> so, well so she's in different like stages of undress is the issue that's what's like offending lacy and like what's his face jesse's in the room like watching her be undressed and it's really offending lacy and i don't know why lacy ends up leaving you would think she would want to stay and be like don't but she goes down to make pancakes and that's when the smooch happens yeah he tells her like three times during this conversation that she's definitely grown up and that she has developed since the last time that he saw her when she was mm -hmm. 16. That's a little rough. I think she's 18 now. Yeah. But this kiss goes on for like hmm, three pages, four pages. Well, and then after he says, if he can't kiss you like this, Kiernan, don't marry uh. him. What? She demanded sharply. Furious. She tried to pull away. She raised a hand to strike him. Guys, she's always trying to strike him. She is so mad it. at Jesse all the time, and I can't figure yeah. out why. Eventually, I, I figured out that she wanted him to, like, what, propose to her after this kiss? Instead of Instead of, like, be like... I, I think she thinks that by him being like, if he can't kiss you like that, don't marry him. What he's saying is, like, I just gave you an example of a good kiss, not, yeah. like, a real one. Does that make sense? Like, he didn't mean it or something? But... When I was reading it, I was like, why is she mad? Yeah, she's so mad. And then um, he caught it in his laughter. Husky um, husky and Rich rang out. If he can't kiss you like that, sweetheart, don't marry him. Bastard, she charged him, struggling to be free. But he pulled her tight once again. Hold out for the best there is, Kiernan. You should have it. Make sure there's fire. Maybe there'll be ice, too. But hold out for the extremes, for the best, the brightest. Don't accept anything lukewarm because you're fire and ice and you're the brightest and the best, Kiernan. The dialogue in this is all like that. It's so very gone yeah. with the wind. It's, it's it very gone with the wind. It's like, yeah. who would ever talk like that to another human being? And like the lead up to this, like I was talking about the bantering and stuff. It's very high school. Like I finally found it and it's like, he's talking about how she's almost engaged to Anthony and she's like, I'm not sure that I love him. And he's like, is there someone that you do love? Never mind. Don't answer that. She's like, yeah. I didn't intend to, but my feelings are none of your business. Like, there's so much yeah. of like, I love. Oh, never mind. Like, yeah. There's so much of that. Can I read some of this? Like, 
this kiss is like three pages. Some of it is yeah. this. His tongue wedged through the barrier of her lips and teeth and delved wickedly into the dark and secret recesses of her mouth. It seemed uh-huh. to enter deeper into the secret chambers of her soul and body. It's very that, you guys. The word seared, I think, appears, I don't know, 4,000 times? What would you say? Yeah, like some of the writing is like longings that were reckless and wild uh, crept into her mind and heart, winding throughout her like a serpent. The, the serpent that brought Adam and Eve to the brink of damnation in Eden. Jesse. <laughs> His lips were coercive. Yeah, it's a lot of that. Anyway. All right. So then he kisses her fight? again. Yeah, but it's like when yeah, she's like, back you don't turn. play fair. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, it's you that doesn't play fair with your boobs and your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she goes, don't they say that all's fair in love and war? And he goes, that's what I'm afraid of. He told her huskily. He touched her again, just her hands, meaning her eyes. Love and war. Which one are they really afraid of, you guys? Huh? Love or war? Or war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So then we go, we, don't we clip to Jesse and he goes to the firehouse where John Brown mm-hmm. is? No. no um, so Kieran the next morning, Jesse's like, you bitches need to stay in the house. It's safe in the house. Don't oh, leave the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bitches. Definitely stay in the house there is an open fucking rebellion we're in harper's ferry and whatever year harper's ferry happened stay in the fucking house if your whole town is in an open rebellion and the army is fighting stay in the house you want to know the moment i would have turned back turned back from where from leaving the house so like you left the house the moment you would have turned around and come back yes i'm being a cheeky cuss you know and so i'm leaving the house (laughs) that on your list (laughs) the moment i would have turned back is seeing that like nice neighbor that she's already spoken to and watch him like put nails into his shotgun into his shotgun and then isn't there a child involved yes his son i don't know how old he is he's probably like you know america times grown but like in my time time, (laughs) jesse has left with her a like an actual gun with actual yeah bullets in it and then mm. she sees that her the townspeople, her neighbors, quote unquote, even though she doesn't live here, but her people, her prized Virginian Confederates, don't have ammunition or like the ones that have guns have nothing to put in them. And the entire Yankee army is coming down to like whatever. She's just like, oh, that's interesting. And then just like keeps oh, walking. Cool. It's like, you've got bullets, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. Help out. She's like, you're doing good work with your with your nails and your screws. Oh All right. Well, talk oh, to her. See you later. Like, give so, her a bullet. <laughs> yeah. So she goes down to like investigate the firehouse and she sees just like buckets of yuck, you guys. Just like as much yuck as you can see a human a, a mob of humans do why she sees she, it why like why did she and she's like i'm gonna go outside and see what's going on it just blows yeah. my mind what does she think is gonna happen i don't they know but she to sees take her like, hostage like it just oh uh-huh. yeah she sees mutilated bodies she sees a bunch of terrible shit she runs into this doctor and he's like, oh, I saw Jesse and he told me that he told you to stay in the house. And if Jesse was here, I bet he would throw you over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes. But he's not here, is he? So you better go back to your house. And she's like, oh, I, I don't give a good gosh darn. So, no, <laughs> I, will I don't not. care what Jesse said. Like, I 
I, the thing is, the uh, the idea that the conversation she has with this doctor, she went out there to like see what's going on in the town because she's worried about the town or whatever. She's seeing mutilated bodies. There's all this stuff going on. The only thought that she has with this doctor is to talk to him about like what Jesse said, whether she was mm-hmm. actually in trouble last night because she could have held her own. And now yeah. she knows her dad's going to find if the doctor knows her dad's going to find out that she got herself in trouble last night. It's like. Bigger shit is going on, Kiernan. Yeah, the mayor is in the firehouse with John Brown as a hostage. Getting shot. And you're supposed to be one of those hostages. Go back home or at least ask pertinent questions to the shit that you wanted to know about that's happening in the town. And did you notice the two different Confederate uh, soldiers that are also in there? It's like a a Lewis Washington or a somebody and somebody else. Lewis Washington is a Have you ever heard of Lewis Washington? I have not. No, but apparently he's a Washington. He's a Washington. Thank you, Heather (laughs) Graham, for teaching us about Lewis Washington. And I hope that Heather Graham is the same Heather Graham uh, that is the actress who plays softly. That is what I've imagined. Is it tits out Heather Graham writing this book for me? All right. That's right. So many crocheted dresses. Tits (laughs) out. From the (laughs) seam right over her head, and she's totally naked. Why why haven't we done Killing Her Softly, the movie for our Patreon yet? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck are. I don't know where our priorities are. Okay. All right. So she goes back home and she's like, I'm done around here. And uh, in like the middle of the night, she and Lacey like hang out the rest of the day. It does not matter. <laughs> Basically, we're just passing time to have separate incidents with Jesse. Yes. Like, yep. th- the only reason this author sends her out into the town is so that we can get some scenes from historical Harper's Ferry, the battle. And the only reason yeah. Jesse, like, the only reason they pass the time and have him show up again is so that we can have passage of time with different encounters with Jesse. It, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Anyway, yeah. so he comes back. So they throw pebbles at the window. She's awake though because she's just she's just awake. You guys. Jesse she and his brother. Sleep. Yeah, Jesse and his brother are there, and so she feeds him apple pie and makes some coffee. And it is tension, and it is angst, and it is banter. And uh, Daniel's like, "So y'all gonna y'all gonna get on this? You know, like am I am I superfluous <laughs> to this interaction? Should I be here? Yes. Does he? He doesn't say that out loud, does he? Does he? No, but he's. There are a couple of times where he's like, "Hey guys." <clears throat> yeah. Right here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so then she's like, Oh, are you guys going in with the Marines tomorrow to get out old John Brown? And they're like, Yeah, we're going in there. Um, she's like, Well, you both need to be so careful because you're both so important to me. <laughs> and except for you, Jesse, you can go hang, but except be really careful because I love you. Yep. She doesn't say that, but she, she says it with her eyes. She, she says it with her eyes. She says her it in boobs. her heart, but not verbally for all you wow. Bachelor fans out there. That's right. <laughs> so then they just like, they just fuck off, right? Nothing really happens there. They leave. Well, yeah. So they leave and we get a whole scene with Jesse and Daniel where Daniel's like, so you're going to get up on that, right? Like you're going to marry her like now, tomorrow, mm-hmm. next week. Yeah. Are we just, can I? calligraphy the invitation She's 18 myself. now so you've waited long enough and anthony keeps on telling her that she is i wanted to ask you about this hmm. anthony keeps saying that she is several years past when many of her peers get married yeah what she is says a that several too. to you no what is a several to you i don't know five right yeah like because a few is three a couple is two a few is three and then i feel like yeah i feel like it has to be at least five to be several I don't think people got married at 13 in Ameri- in in this version of America Times, right? I don't know. I mean, she's... I don't know. 
I thought it was at least like 16 to 18. But I mean, by the time she's having that conversation with Anthony, isn't it? No, it's not much longer no. after this, is it? It's all a year 18. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I don't know. I don't know. Come, come at us, HBs. Let us know. I don't know. It's Concernicus, though. She says it, too, though. He's not the only one that says several years. She says it in her narrative. Yeah. Also. So it's not like it's said one time and whoops. It's like a thing Mm -hmm. that's said several times by this author. I do not know. Yeah. So they leave. The next day, guess what she does again? She leaves. She goes outside. She gets out the house. She goes outside. How dare you, madam? Why? Why? How dare you? Yeah. And then she gets in trouble. Of fucking course. And there's like, yeah, because she like could just make a preacher cuss. Yeah, she goes out. There's like, there's all these people that are like dying. One guy got like torn apart by pigs in an alley. Like, it's it's fucked up, you guys. And then she goes to, yeah, uh huh. Don't remember the alley that was like splattered in blood and still I smelled that was like before. blood? Maybe, but I'm just saying these things are out there. That may have been <laughs> yesterday. I don't yeah. know. The, the, yeah, the pigs are still... I'm sure he's still been torn apart by pigs on day two. And then yeah. she goes to the firehouse where John Brown is keeping the hostages. She, like, makes her way down to that firehouse. You're right. So I think okay. this chapter... St- yeah. The chapter starts off with him doing the raid thing. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also, like, he goes to, listen, yeah. we don't know what order listen, these guys occur in. No. Okay? There's encounters really with Jesse, and then there's encounters of the battle. Jesse, at one point, goes to the firehouse where John Brown is and everybody, and they let him in. He wants to, like, tend the wounded and stuff. Yeah, he's still a Confederate dude, right? And so he yeah. goes in no, to no, tend... No, there are no Confederate dudes. Sure, he's but just he's like a US Southern Army. dude. He's, he's yeah. anti-John Brown at this point. He goes yeah. into the firehouse to, like, tend the wounded. He's mm-hmm. very captivated by him and John like Brown's his eyes, yeah, his piercing he's eyes. Very intense. Um, he very much believes what he spouts down to his core. That yeah. whole thing. There are a few people in there that are definitely going to die. Uh, it seems all very noble in there. There's a farmer boy that's like, yeah, we commit. We're going to hang for treason. I thought we was just helping the slaves and like, yeah, oh, that's oh. rough. Anyway, so Darling. that whole scene happens. Then at some point, she does decide to take her gun with bullets in it and make her way down to the firehouse where all the action is going on. What a dumbass. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's like a crowd that's like mutilating a dead body of one of John Brown's men. They're like shooting at it. It's already dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like no face. And so they get like, he's getting, she's getting like pushed toward the body and she's like yelling, no, no, stop mutilating the body. And then she gets scooped up on a horse. By Jesse, who's of and course he takes her home right there. No, he does not. He takes her to a cliff. That's right. He takes her to a mountaintop. He rides ah. her out to a cliff, and then yeah. he takes her. She feels on her back his muscled chest and ooh, his heart ooh, beating, ooh, ooh. and it's so cold outside because I guess it's like fall or whatever. And she feels his yeah. warm arms around her. That's right. Yeah. And then oh, he yeah. takes her off the horse and sweeps her into his arms and he makes her, out with her yeah his beautiful roan whose name is pegasus yeah and by the way after this he rides west and like does a whole like second war time situation and like pegasus lives through that come on now while she's oh, in europe yeah and then like pegasus, oh yeah oh you haven't read that far pegasus no, I have, I have, I have. lives no, through totally like have. a shit ton of the civil war which is like no horses did that so <laughs> maybe he can fly i don't know Anyway, so he kisses her up. A lot of smooching, a lot of whispering. Real good. Jesse, Jesse. Oh, Jesse, I just, 
She has tits are almost out in America Times, but they stay in right yes. now. Yeah, they do at this point. But, but I, there's I a lot of say the stakes for tits are a, lo- a little bit lower in America Times than they were in England Times. Um, I'm I would less agree with scandalized that. if tits come out in America Times because really, the the world's at war. You know, like if you oh, can't take your totally. tits out a little bit, what is there? Yeah, you gotta seize the day. You know, please knit that on a scarf or something for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the world's at war if you can't take it to settle but all right so then he takes her back homesies and then i think like the next day he's going to get the 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 guys out or whatever so he goes and we go through the whole scene where he's like you know there's they're trying to negotiate with john brown and then they go in and they get him out and then he's tending the wounded and then there's a there's a whole other thing of like corpse mutilation that happens by oh, yeah, the quote-unquote like good guys barrel. it's really it's gross like, mm, i'm not super into it and he's also not super into it because he all of a sudden feels so angry that he's in the midst of a tempest and it is a personal tempest. They are always in a tempest. They are creating a tempest tempest for each Mm -hmm. other. They are feeling a tempest. A tempest is afoot. I do not know what a tempest is. tempest. it is all around. All the time the tempest. And it is angsty. Yeah, it is serious (laughs) business. So he goes and he's like, I shouldn't be anywhere near Kiernan. And yet, here I am, riding toward her house. And so then he goes in and he like grabs her up and... She's like, Jesse, I couldn't possibly go anywhere with you. And he's like, I need you. I need you to come with me. She's like, oh, of course I will. Okay. So he puts her up on his horse and and he stops in the middle of the yard and he's like, I don't know where to go. And she's like, go toward the river or whatever. Uh I will show you. She she takes him to her bae's house. Boom, bong. She (laughs) takes him to Anthony Miller, her betrothed-ish-ish. Sort of betrothed-ish. His house. How dare she? The well, last time she was there. It's a fishing shack. Anthony but it's on taught his her how to fit. It's not a fishing yeah. shack if it has a chimney and a bed in it. I agree with you. And I she says every year they rebuild this thing. Build it further back from the river, idiots. Anyway. Well, they don't have to rebuild it, do they, Aaron? Oh. <laughs> 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 Melody and May has made the deepest frown. <laughs> the <laughs> deepest <laughs> frown she's ever frowned. I didn't think about it. It's awesome. Yeah, they're not doing it oh so anyway so he uh, whisks her into this cabin she i don't know like i don't know why she got like such a lead on him i guess he was tying up the horse well and he was a tempesting outside he was having a brood and a tempest he was so he was doing a he was doing a <laughs> he was brood. doing a brood okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she goes inside and she's like oh I bet he needs alcohol and she goes to steal anthony's liquor i swear to god How she's gonna she? do this guy in her bay's bed uh-huh i just could not get it the whole time they were sexing i'm sorry spoiler alert they're about to have sex the whole time they were doing it i was just like this is anthony's house how uh-huh. dare you they could have how done it you? outside oh yeah there's nobody around like they did it in like a dirty bed anyway he puts down his cloak so that they are not on the dusty gross dirty bed where the dust you know is what erin what here's what i have to say about this it makes about as much sense as a tit on a bull. So <laughs> about as how much sense it makes. You know what? You waited right. so long between the last one and this one that it took me by surprise and I did like it. Um, but okay. so he 
So she's getting the alcohol, and then he comes in and darkens the door. And I can't find the passage right now, but it is so, oh my God. like, descriptive of how he looks in that door. Oh, wait. Of like, I'm going to find it. There's, like, the storm, like, the, the sun is setting behind him, all, like, orangey and red and angry. And, like, the stream is rushing, the gushing, rushing rapids. And, like, she realizes he doesn't need a drink. He needs her. And so. Wait, no, I got it. You've got it? Okay, ready? Jesse stood in the doorway. The dying orange glow of the afternoon framed him with his low-brimmed hat. Oh, low-brimmed plumed hat and his Mm -hmm. shoulder skirted navy cape. She loves that feather in his hat. She talks about it all the time. Does she ever? She mentions that more than she mentions Jeb Stewart, which is something. (laughs) (laughs) In the coming twilight, with the hectic rush of the water tearing over the rapids behind him, she felt his recklessness, his energy, his tempest, more certainly than she had ever felt it before. She stopped reaching for the glasses and rubbed her palms over her skirt, watching him, sensing the passion and heat and need within him. Her mouth was dry. Her heart pounded. Her blood seemed to race through her system as swiftly and wildly as the water rushed over and around the ancient rocks. Jessie didn't want a drink, she realized. Jessie wanted her. It's so like that. The next, like, 20 pages are this sex scene. It is so descriptive. And some of it... And yet not at all descriptive. Yeah, yeah. Some of it worked very well for me. Some of it soundly did not. Um, there's a lot of uh, mounds and a lot of creamy skin. But a lot of hot corded tension. Yeah, mm. hot corded tension. A lot of tempest. Uh, a lot of searing. Oh my gosh, you guys. There's a unyielding tongue. strength. Uh-huh. Of that which lay within his loins. I mean, if you like <laughs> old school sort of stuff, like if you like Ooh, Gone bleak. with the Wind, if you like old school romance, like I don't even know what year this was published. Do you? I don't know, but it is. It sounds old school without being like yeah. rapey and bad. I mean, it is it is slavey and bad, but it's not like on the page. But like nothing about yeah. it is and it isn't. <laughs> nothing about their I relationship know. is going to irk you out, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Completely. There's um, a lot of like wrist grabbing and chin grabbing and the yeah. but I but every moment of it worked if for me. If you like every all moment. of that, if you like being whisked up on horses and all Oof. that like cinematic stuff, you're gonna like this. Yeah. May I read this? Yeah. His shoulders were broad and brown yeah. Broad and bronzed in the light, his chest dusted with a heavy spattering of dark hair. Heavy. <laughs> nope. He was well muscled, but whipcord lean, so taut in the belly, lean in the hips, dot dot dot. Tell me what this next line means. Yep. David's listening, which is really (laughs) creeping me out. Tell me what this line means. And passionate within the dark nest of his loins. Is that pubes? Mm -hmm. Is that what she means? It's definitely pubes. He's nodding in the background. Yep, David agrees. It's pubes. The dark (laughs) nest of his loins. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then the other one I want to touch on is her orgasm being very oh, yes, similar to Sookie Stackhouse's. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you yeah, there that? are like, it like rains twilight down on her right. and stuff. Maybe. It, no, honestly, wait, wait, wait. Can I, real quick, my note on here is she orgasms through a Snapchat filter in America times. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> like, it really does. Um. Okay, so I'm, wor- I'm wondering if this orgasm is only something that you can have if the South if you're a is virgin. deep in your heart and you are a virgin. If you are yeah. a, just an unassuming, 
southern girl who's just a waitress. Yes, right. If the South is deep in your heart and deep in your canal, then <laughs> that's or, the only way. Or maybe it's Civil War Confederates that caused this type of orgasm since Bill Compton did fight for the <gasps> Confederacy. Oh my God, he was a he was a gray coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe. Well, I guess this one wore blue. <laughs> but oh well, maybe yeah. you have to fight. Maybe this is a civil war orgasm that happens. Anyway, I think so. All right, here we go, Kiernan. I'll tell you, there's not a splooge flag. That's for darn sure. No, we feel it. Oh yeah. Shattering light burst all around her. The rays fell from the sun. A thousand stars seemed to burst and shimmer down upon her all in one. She could not move for the stars disappeared and the world went briefly black. She blacked out, you guys. She blacked out. (laughs) When she could see again, the stars were still cascading down upon her. Warmth radiated through her body and to her limbs. Yeah, that that seems right. Sweet nectar filled with warmth. Her body was racked with shudders. And then she felt Jesse. He went deadly taut above her. He's he's Mm -hmm. catatonic. His muscles bunching and constricting. And he moved against her once again, thrusting so very deeply. Sweet warmth burst from within him, showering into her. To her amazement, it brought a new flow of ripples within her own body, tantalizing wonderful little aftershocks of splendor. What an orgasm. Erin, he has mastered by her mates come no because he causes a second orgasm he causes a second orgasm i'm just saying he's got that alien lineage hbs if you have experienced a southern lady confederate please, orgasm please, please let please us know us. oh my god please and then after also, this, he goes down her with his mouth parts a little bit before that. yeah a little I just bit. Want that noted they for the do record. all the ever, they, it's it's a long sex scene and then afterwards he kind of hints that he's like kind of sympathetic toward John Brown, but or like not even not at really all. even really. I would not have gotten that from this conversation. Well, I'm wondering if if we're just not like historically good at stuff because like I feel like ain't that the truth? Well, yeah, but I I feel like he never outright says I'm sympathetic toward X or you know, hey guys, you know maybe maybe they have a point or some. He never says anything like that. He always just like kind of vaguely is like. And then he's like, she you just, can't split a union. Yeah, and she's like, like, hold on a second. Yeah, Virginia first or whatever. Yeah, he's oh, like, wait, you know, before, we're, we're all one country. What? Before we get to that, I do have to, I do have to say one of the cutest back and forths that ever happened in this book. Okay. Uh, he's like, I saw you reaching for the liquor when we came in. Do you need a drink now? Yes, she said. No, I mean, I don't need a drink. I really shouldn't be drinking whiskey. Ladies don't. Dot dot dot. She paused and her voice trailed away. And then she looked up at Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Ladies don't ever do what I did here today, do they? Ever. And then after a little while, he looks at her and he goes, only the very greatest ladies could love so deeply and mm-hmm. so well. Oh, so well. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are done with the sexin. And now, you guys, it is time to segue directly into the fighty times. The fight. <laughs> because here's the thing. It's a very particular pattern in this book. It goes sexy. Yeah, I was gonna say. And then postcoital <laughs> fighty times. <laughs> and and sometimes a real bonus is when there's fighting mm. and then sex and, then, and then more fighting. And then more fighting. And then sometimes there's fighting and then it's like you might get some sexin' and then it's like no. No back to the fighting. We gotta <laughs> We gotta do more fighting. I wasn't done. It's not even like the fight is ever different. No, it's the same Here fight. Here is the fight. Kiernan 
has sex with Jesse. And then she's like, but wait, I can't love a yank. He's he's going to not be a confederate anymore. And then she just starts beating on his chest. Right. She gets up and she starts doing her laces of her oh. whatever. And she does it so and mad. she's like, oh. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, what? And he, he always says something to the effect of, a house divided cannot stand, Kiernan. That's right. You cannot tear a union asunder. She's like, and she'll be like, I'm a Confederate. I'm a Virginian. And he'll be like, I just can't. And she'll be like, I can't either. And then she'll be and like, Jesse, you're a Virginian. Oh. <laughs> you're a Virginian. <laughs> Daniel is your brother. You must fight for the Confederacy. I just... Mm-hmm. And this refrain of, like, Jesse being like, Kiernan, I love you. And Kiernan being like, I hate not you. enough. Oh, yeah, I hate you. Because and you also, don't love me enough. Yeah, not enough. That's right. Oh. I don't know if there's anyone in the world out there that I would love enough to, like, set aside all of my values and, like, beliefs. Like, it's just like, come on, Kiernan. And then usually amidst all of this, he's like, Kiernan, when are you going to marry me? And she's like, I'm yeah. never going to marry a yank. <laughs> and this all usually takes place while he's like hugging her tight oh, and she's oh, like always, beating and kicking on yeah. him. Yeah. He's always pulling her close to him and he's always, he's always kissing on her mouth really hard. Kieran and I'm yeah. going to show you how much I love you. And she's like, it's still not enough. <laughs> You're a Yankee. Like literally this fight happens at least mm, 13 Eight? times in this book. Fair. It's got to be so many. And the thing Maybe that bothers eight. me You're this right. at, at this point is I feel like he hasn't really even said anything that fully articulates that he is going to join that side if a war comes. Like, yeah, we at don't this even point, know we're not even that there. a war is going to happen. Mm-hmm. He has just kind of been like, guys, I don't think it's a good idea to secede from the Union. Like, right. doesn't anyone else think this might be a bad idea that the country shouldn't break apart? Maybe we should settle this another way. That is the level of confederate that Kiernan is. That she yeah. can't... She can't even, like, do... She can't even do, like, the mind palace exploration of it. She's just no. like, will not, cannot, I bleed for the confederacy and our <sighs> cotton and tobacco sisters. Or what but the fuck But she ever. forgets all God. about it when his dick is in her. I mean, say that. That's all true. Right. I just... Oh, it just makes me so mad okay anyway you know this is one of those you guys this is one of those books where you've got like a reasonable quiet man who's like noble and good and just a hysterical woman kind of mostly and like a hysterical mean woman it's it's like gone with the wind it's like the notebook where you just got like a holy unlovable woman Mm -hmm. that is just like mind-blowingly awful in every way Mm -hmm. And somehow this handsome, humble, noble, good man is just like willing to put up with all of her bullshit. Yeah. And and this hero is very Rhett Butler, including the ways that he like mm-hmm. pulls her up against him. Oh, and, yeah. You know, kisses her hard or whatever in a very Clark Gable fashion. Yes. But I mean, but then you also have to layer in. I'm sorry. I have to say it again that both of these people are slave owners. I'm never going to let us forget it. It's. She is completely unlovable and she is completely irrational and all of that. And she also owns other people. So, yeah. And I just, I just want to say this. And so does he. The reason why. Go ahead. Yeah. And he's a slave owner as well. 
we'll we'll hear a little bit later about how she like dreams of her life at Cameron Hall where he lives and like throwing all the parties and everything on the backs of all of their, you know, owned workforce there. Right. He owns a bunch of people at Cameron Hall. I don't hate Kiernan or the other one, Jesse, mm-hmm. just because she's like a through and through Confederate and a slave owner and like a hypocrite about the slave situation thinks one of those slaves is her friend you know like sure that is not necessarily the reason i hate hearing it it's definitely a factor but she's like independently awful <laughs> like yeah no she's absolutely. also terrible you know yes. what i mean like i just i don't want the listeners out there to be like oh we just canceled this book simply because it's about confederates we're just like fuck this book it's a confederate one it's not just that she's terrible no it is not just that but i don't but i i feel like it's important for me to keep saying out loud because this book is so incredibly whitewashed and it creates this myth of the antebellum south that just didn't fucking exist and it makes me so angry down to my core saying that no but that's that's i cannot stop saying it because the book tries to erase it in a way that is egregious and not okay so oh, wait that's until my we get to the thing. Miller Plantation and we get to meet all the help oh, there. It's it's incredible. It I am not not crawl. saying what Melody mm. just said. Yes, I am just yes. saying that is not all. That is a factor of why we hate these people and mm, this book. But like, also she's just ter- she's just very annoying. She's a, yeah, she's a, a horrible person. person. She makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. So then I think we can skip to when they burst in, right? She's like, oh, I'm never going to see Jesse again because I'm 18 and this is basically a historical new adult novel. And <laughs> not for Jesse. He's like 40. Jesse How is 32, question mark? 30. <laughs> yeah. He's older than her. He's older than her no by No wonder she's years. so immature uh, when she's around yeah. him because she's much younger. Yeah. Oh, she like, I'm just going through my notes and it looks like... Uh, he told her that he loved her but she didn't say it back even though she knows she feels it burp burp Mm -hmm. um there's a whole lot of i wish he loved virginia as we said because (laughs) one thing that this book is really good at is 400 pages of redundancy we know that he Uh wore blue we know that she loves virginia and i don't need you to tell me 25 times in every chapter okay so she gets home after this tryst and guess who's at her house (gasps) but anthony miller the guy that she's almost engaged to, whose yeah. house she just fucked in while he wasn't there, <laughs> BT dubs, who's in love with her. And like, since the Harper's Ferry thing happened, oh, her dad's there too. So Anthony like pulls her in close <gasps> and is like, oh. not, you know, not in a Rhett Butler way. No, in a very chaste way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like gives her a very limp smooch and is like, Kieran, I love you. And I, I'm so glad that you survived the Harper's Ferry incident. Mm-hmm. And then Jesse comes in at some point, and then somehow it comes out that she, like, got kidnapped or whatever, and yeah. Jesse rescues her. Rescued her, I think Lacey brings it up. And then it's the best line in the book where Anthony turns to Kiernan and is like, well, I hope that you thanked him properly. Uh-huh. And then, um, where is it? John, Jesse murmured. His eyes were on Kiernan again, and she didn't much like either the amusement or the hint of danger within them. I assure you, Kiernan displayed a gratitude unequal to any of I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> with her pussy, you guys, with her pussy. <laughs> she, and then it's her narrative. She's like, damn him. Her cheeks were flaming. But she, did, she was determined to fight fire with fire. She smiled sweetly for her father. Indeed, father, I thanked him fully. After all, Jesse was such an incredible gentleman. Mm-hmm. It's just like, 
takes two to tango, Kiernan. Like, that's right. If you're going to be like, he's not a gentleman, like, you're a slut, too. So, like, that's let's right. tone it down a little you bit. You hopped right up on there, you know? Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Then, like, let's fast forward because a metric fuck ton of things happen. Um, and John In Brown's- history. Like, this is mostly a history book. Yes. This is right? a history book with, like, very flowery fucking intermixed. So, John Brown's trial happens. John Brown, the uh, militant abolitionist. Right. And peppered in is, like, Anthony's, like, begging Kiernan to marry him. He's like, you know, there might be a war. And she's just kind of putting him off. He's like, "There's only a, you're the only woman I want. Yeah. And, and we're not getting like, any younger and, and she's all like, this stuff. I'm not sure I, that I love you. And he goes, but I love you enough for both of us. Kiernan, nothing you can say will dissuade yeah, me. That's not a thing, Anthony. Yeah. Right? Like, Anthony, darling, stop being a quote unquote nice guy. Yeah. You drove her carriage one time. She does not owe you marriage. Okay. Yeah. And kind of during this whole thing, like, they're attending the trial together, and then, I don't know if it's a dinner or something, but they all get together, including Jesse, for a dinner. Yeah, all week, because yeah, Jesse's there every for the night. trial, too. And, yeah. and so all week, she's sitting down with him at dinner, but not able to say anything, because there's, like, 25 other people around, or however many. Until one night, she's like, I am determined to get down there early and get Jesse by himself. And... So she goes down early and she's really upset because there's already dudes in there. And then she's like, and then they get a note. that Jesse is delayed for some reason. And so she's like, oh, I, I think I feel a draft. I must go get a shawl. <laughs> and then they let her go or whatever. And so she grabs a shawl and goes outside because she wants to grab him in between the stable and the hotel they're staying at. Uh huh. So then she meets him outside and it is this whole thing. She throws herself into his arms and they kiss and he says that she should tell Anthony that she's marrying him. And she's like, I'm not going to marry you until you see things my way. And he's like, he says your way. Yeah. He goes, Kiernan, (laughs) I love you. I am the man for you. Oh, this is going to be long. So get ready. I am the man for you. The only one to know you and to love you. But you don't rule me. Do you understand? I'd give you everything that I can give you. But there are certain things that I cannot give. When you're ready to accept me for what I am, for what I believe, come to me. He smiled at her then, a smile that was bittersweet, anguished, and crooked, with a wry humor that mocked himself as well as her. If you're lucky, I'll be waiting. Oh, she cried. Oh, she cried. <laughs> but he was holding her too tightly against him for her to injure him. You bastard. I know, he agreed. He kissed her again. Her, um, her hard. Oh, but it says her hard. He kissed her again hard hard. with passion and insinuation. That's the kind. He kissed her so long and so completely that she felt she'd been ravished there on the streets. He kissed her until she had no breath, until her limbs were powerless, until hot fires of desire raced ruthlessly through her. Then he set her down. Until then, little girl. Sorry, that was me judging. (laughs) I'm fine. He demanded harshly, torment me no longer. You guys. You guys, that's just how the whole thing is. This it's is so very, it's okay. so, it's, it's it is at so an 11 very. all the time. It is right. turned up to an 11 at all times. <laughs> uh-huh. The sex, the fighting, the history, the Jeb Stewart <laughs> references are at an 11. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she's like, tell my father that I'm ill. And this is my favorite line in the book. So buckle up for this. Um, I'll mm-hmm. let, I'll let you know when we get there. Okay. He goes, no. 
He'd never believe you were suddenly ill. You simply aren't the time for vapors, Kiernan. Or aren't the type for vapors. Oh, God. Bullshit. And then this is the best line. She goes, fine. She snapped. We'll dine. God. (laughs) Fine. We'll dine is my favorite thing. (laughs) We get to watch the entire trial of John Brown, basically. Like, every day. We get to know who fucking testifies, what Mm -hmm. he looks like in his cot. His piercing eyes, how he sits up one time. Like, I swear <laughs> to God, we like the whole fucking trial. And then at one point, Anthony and Jesse have a discussion about John Brown and like whether he'll hang. And Jesse says something like, you know, it sucks, but he will. And Anthony's like, the fuck? You know, yeah. like he's an abolitionist. And Jesse's like, no, you know, he, oh, oh, Anthony says, you know, you're not one of those people that think right. that like john brown is right do you and those Jesse's like people well, I think- that think black people are people and that we oh, shouldn't yeah. own them and have the right to beat them and rape them and <laughs> uh, make them work for us for no monies and like just enough food to keep them alive you're not one of those people are you yeah and jesse's <laughs> like uh, he's like <laughs> sorry i can't <laughs> i just <laughs> fucking anthony slavery is wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I'm glad you died in the first battle, fucking Anthony. Spoiler alert, everybody. I hate his grand gesture. I hate everything about Anthony. Anthony sucks. So anyway, but Jesse, (laughs) the way that Anthony phrases the question is, you're not one of those people who don't think that John Brown should hang, are you? And Jesse has to answer, by any law of the land, he should hang. Yeah, yeah. Um, He held people hostage. Totally. He he has to he has to hang. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, good, good. Yeah, har, har, har. I was pretty sure. Also, and then they hang him. The John Wilkes Booth cameo. Oh my god. He's like, oh, Oh, did you see that actor over there? Oh god. He's mighty good actor. There's an actor actor over there, pretty good. I think his name is on the stage. What's his name? Oh, I think Books, it's John. Boots, Bo- uh, Boofs, Blurfs, Schmurgers. <laughs> I swear. I can't. It's yes. the worst. <laughs> okay. Oh, and then she goes to London for a year because the author couldn't figure out what to do in the ensuing, like, tension or whatever. This author has so many problems with the passage of time. Like, she <laughs> kills time, like, terribly. It's just like, and then they... Uh, eight. And then it's like, <laughs> and then you're back in having the same fight and the same sex, I swear. Anyway, yeah, she goes to London to put off Anthony. Yeah. She says she needs to she literally study for a year. She literally crosses the Atlantic to get away from Anthony and his nice guy proposals. Jesus. But, wait, I just want to, okay, What's listen. Up? Don't hashtag justice for Anthony me. I'm Don't not going to justice for you Anthony. You are, I can see you. You're, but, like, you've got that side eye look in your here's eyes. Here's what I, Listen, it's not hashtag justice for Anthony, but it is it is hashtag blame for Kiernan a little okay, bit. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. Kiernan does never tell him no. Yeah. She's like, I'm not sure if I love you yet. Oh, maybe when I get back from England. And I really do think that if Kiernan said, no, Anthony, I don't want to marry you and I'm never totally. going to want to marry you. He would be like, OK, I, I get it. I'm very sad, but I'll walk away. I really right. do think so. And she never had the the cojones to do that. That's at true. All. That's true. I'll give you so, that. All right. All right. It's not a justice for Anthony. It's a hashtag blame for Kiernan. I like that. I like that so <laughs> That's much. my new hashtag for this book. Yeah. All right. That's the end of part one. Oh, yeah. She goes to Europe. Do you want to be done? Yeah. We get herbs enough. <laughs>
to do <laughs> okay. whatever, whatever. Okay, so you said you wanted to go till the end of part one. I'm just, I'm just telling you your wishes. I know you're totally right. Yes, yes. We just have to herbs like motherfuckers throughout this next one. You know, I can herbs with the best of them. I'm ready to go. Yeah. All right, listener. I will say that I think you heard a little bit of my soapbox today. Please tune in for next episode because I plan on uh getting on another soapbox next episode <laughs> okay just all right get ready so do you have a lady love i do it is something that cat c posted in hb's for mental health that mm. little group that little subgroup and it says hard to swallow pills and the subtitle is rejection sensitivity and it's got like all pictures of different types of pills but one of them is you can't make everyone happy another one is Anyone gossiping about you is insecure about their own life and needs to feel superior. Mm -hmm. And then there's the right people love you. People aren't analyzing your every move. Mm -hmm. Everyone isn't mad at you. Mm -mm. You don't have to be perfect to to deserve respect. And some people won't like you no matter how nice you are. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's my lady love. Those are good. Yep. Um, Mine is that cat. My bear cam is like really taken off. I hope that. Well, when will this come out? I hope salmon season is still going when this comes out because, man, that Brooks Falls Katmai bear cam that is live and you just, like, watch all the bears catch all the salmons is, like, really good right now. There's, like, nine bears at all times, middle of the night. So if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, gosh, I can't get back to sleep, Katmai live bear cam is something to watch. It'll be cooking even in the middle of the night. I'll include a link in our show notes. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. You can cool. find us on Instagram at Heaving Bosoms, on Facebook, Heaving Bosoms Podcast. Facebook group is the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. Twitter, Twitter is yeah. at Heaving underscore Bosoms. And is that we can get merch, all our catchphrases and delightful merch on Redbubble, Heaving Bosoms. And you can get to our Patreon uh, on our website and get all our bonus content, HeavingBosoms.com. And that's it, I think. Yeah. Hooray. All right. Okay, guys. Keep being a badass. And love yourself like the grin you get when you're a possum eating a sweet tater. No. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't do them for long enough that I thought it was over. (laughs) Oh, it is All right. All right. Um, Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.